The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome to the 365 Message Center Show, where we help you plan for change, prevent or fix, stay informed, and keep entertained before we start the show. <laughs> Will that work? Sometimes. Well, were you entertained? Are you not entertained? I was waiting if you're going yeah, to. Yeah, it had to come. There. It had to come. Yeah. Well, welcome to welcome to our friends in the chat and to those who are watching and listening afterwards. Um, today on the show, we're going to be covering some excited. Where's my list? So professional. Um, a new Teams search site, um, search results page, Yammer official communities, and we get into taking a closer look at Microsoft Feedback Portal and what does that mean for giving your feedback on Microsoft 365 products? Daniel? Uh, yes. What, what do you think about today's lineup among the other things? Um, I think there's some good things here. There's also some things that are, uh, especially I guess the, the feedback portal is very announcement-y-ish. <laughs> right. Announcement-y-ish. Um, it is, you know, it's got us to a point of, yay, uh, but when? Oh, mm. <laughs> those are my reactions. Yay, yeah. when? Oh. Isn't that usually the way, though, especially at the moment when it's when you've told us it's coming and then it's pushed out a bit? That, well, it's not exactly the same reaction. I'll uh, I'll save that again for the after show of the reaction I have with some of those. Um, you you made a promise. Um, <laughs> so anyway, fair enough. Um, now, what is our first message? It is in Teams search it, results. It definitely is. So yeah. let's jump right into this. Um, this is. Microsoft Teams, a new search results page is coming. MC289446. And this is rolling out early November to through. Uh oh. Where did Daniel go? I'll fill the dead air. Um, because I do see his levels are right down for some reason. Um, <laughs> he'll come back soon. Um, yeah, it's it's coming out uh, mid-November. So what is the search page? The search page is actually a new way of presenting Microsoft, through, Microsoft Teams search results. Uh, we have been used to, for some time, this thin sliver of search uh, that uh, you see the results and I guess you click your way through and try and see on the right-hand side of the body of the page is that what I was looking for? Uh, indeed it is. Um, so the thing about that is it doesn't really give you much room to go through and see what those search results are. Daniel may be coming back shortly. Um, so if we go down and see what this new search page experience is like, uh, new search in Teams is a full page. Um, and I think that's the exciting part of it. Uh, we have more room to see what we've been searching for. Uh, a song comes to mind, you too, and so you still haven't found what you're looking for, or maybe this may help. Um, the thing about this, let's just full screen this, I guess, and I'll keep an eye out for Daniel when he does join us. Let's try this layout. 
Here we go. Um, the the screenshot here shows that um, we should we still have the usual filters for finding content, uh, but we start off in an all um, all search rather than seeing just messages on their own. Uh, it usually leads with messages, and then if you're out looking for files or people, then you've got to click your way through those columns. Uh, but what we do have is messages, people, and files. If this does scroll down a bit, yeah, that's good. And I'm picking that, and this is my assumption, that um, all results will be on the page. And as you click your way through these different headings, I believe it's just going to jump down. Oh, Daniel's back. Here's Daniel. All right. Not sure what Daniel's happened there, buddy. Yeah, no. I crashed. It just, you, did? you know. This is proof that we are indeed live. <laughs> do I do I need? Pro I was a professional. Just ask our friends in the chat room. I kept going. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know where you went, but um, I'm not, and I don't know what you heard me starting to explain this. But yep. I am. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this. It, like 100. I like that we're using the full width, so that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, the extra click to get more. You know, because we're only showing oh, okay. three there. I don't like the extra click. But other than that, I am on board with this. However, I'm not entirely sure what in the world that is with the OneDrive for business advertisement there at the top. And <laughs> so are we going to have other ads there um, mm. in the future? Mm. Or is this a mistake in the screenshot? I really don't know. But I'm very hope, much hoping that that is just something that's not going to be there um, when they roll yeah. this out. Because it's... You know, I didn't. I didn't even see that. I guess I'm. I'm sort of spam averse, and I just blotted it out. But it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it's something we. You know, maybe they tried it out and they're not going to use it. But it'll mm. be interesting to see. Hey, so, um, one thing that I began to explain. I think mm -hmm. you've actually pointed something out. I'll correct what I said. I I figured that these were like anchor points on the page, so that when you click messages along the top, it's going to jump yeah. down to this section. Maybe it will, Maybe. but there is but there is a more messages thing. So I expect yeah. that if you hit messages, you're going to see the full list of message yes. search results. That's what I would expect, but we don't know just yet because they haven't given us, and I haven't seen it demoed uh, mm. to be able to you know say yay or nay or get a wink and a nod. So um, <laughs> yeah, so that is rolling out, like I said, next month, early November for for you folks. All right. Well, uh, what's up Why don't next? you start? Why don't you yammer on there, Daniel? Daryl, you can uh, <laughs> give us yammer. Yeah, I, think, I think you filled in there and you actually said what you really meant. It was one of yeah, those Freudian I slips. I did um, Freudian. You did, you did. But we're, we're talking about Yammer official communities, which uh, is MC289416. Uh, and um, oh, I had an analogy for this. I know that Yammer communities are, the, the idea is openness, that you can um, start a community and uh, marshal people around, gather people around for the community purpose. And some organizations have a fair lot of communities and all sorts of purposes. Um, you know, dogs of your work or um, recipes, or you get into uh, communities of practice. But there are some communities which are intended for official communications and today or up until today 
you, you were not able to really single them out as official sources of communication. The only one that really came across as official was your all company feed. Um, but this is the ability to mark a community as official. Really, it is just uh, designating it by a label, by a different look, uh, and network admins can do that. Uh, the, the advantage of this, even though it's quite a simple feature, um, is that I liken it to SharePoint News, Daniel. Well, maybe you can tell us uh, and refresh us all. What is SharePoint uh, official news or organizational news? What is it? Hmm. Ah, it is a ability to really give that, um, there's some additional functionality, but it really is that uh, I know and trust this news is coming from the news source, the official news site, um, mm -hmm. and not being rolled up from other sites, from other teams and other groups. Um, this is, you know, official news, mm. as it were. And and like like SharePoint official news, official communities in Yammer are about instigating trust. This is a source which the organization has got more eyes on it. It's probably or should be people that are involved in running the community or like with news, writing the news, um, that it's coming from tested and official sources. It's not just someone posting their opinion and you know, it's out there. So it's supposed to help you focus on what is official and um, get the word. Now, there are a few things that they suggest you, you do to prepare for this, and they're really organizational procedural things. Uh, if network admins can mark a community as official, then maybe there's communities out there that people feel should be marked as official. And so you could create a form and get people to fill it out and um, then they can evaluate whether it's official and, and mark it as official. Uh, you might want to have some guidelines that are a bit more stringent for admins that are um, admins of official groups. Uh, but admins, maybe, let's here's the other scenario too, Daniel. Um, the, what do you call it, moderation that you can have in Teams on a channel. You can tick a box or flick a switch and it, it means only owners can post in that channel. Uh, there is that same capability within Yammer to only allow admins to post in a group. And if it's official comms, but you still want people to be able to reply to that thread, that's another thing you might want to use in official communities. Anyway, that's uh, expected to roll out beginning of early October, so that's right now-ish. And <laughs> expect to roll out complete uh, by late October. And... Cool. Uh, Daniel, uh, let's go to this other interesting update around giving feedback. Yes, and this is uh, MC289676 announcing Microsoft Feedback Portal. And this is um, a in what we've been terming this and what I've been telling people, this is our um, replacement for user voice for Microsoft products. This is this is that tool that Microsoft is providing for us to provide feedback and ideas on their products. So uh, let's talk about when it's rolling out and everything. And this is the one where I was like, yay, when is it? Oh, so when is it? End of year for preview. So it's not something we can even preview right now. 
Mm. Uh, we don't know what it looks like. We don't know the functionality. End of year sometime. They haven't given us uh, more exact than that, and they'll update this message when uh, they need to you know, tell us more about a more exact time when it's coming. Mm-hmm. And it'll be for Microsoft 365 apps and services, um, including Teams, and for Edge, Browser Edge. English only in all markets when it rolls out. Um, and hopefully they're, they're looking and targeting more languages as well as more services, Microsoft services, um, in the future as well. It is powered by a tool called uh, Dynamics 365 Customer Service. Mm. So this is a Dynamics product. Users, you will be able to track the feedback that you've been given uh, to Microsoft. Um, and you will be able to turn this off for your users if you would like. Uh, if you have turned off the ability for users to give feedback in uh, for the feedback portals, then they won't be able to give feedback. So this does lead us to believe that you know, you're going to have to log in to use this tool with your Microsoft 365 account, at least. There may be other accounts that are supported, we just don't know yet, but um, for them to be able to turn it off for their users, then that implies that those users have to log in with mm. that account. Um, but maybe other types of Microsoft accounts or other accounts will be supported, we just don't know that just yet. Um, and I will say for the Dynamics, you have to have at least one license uh, to use this product for Dynamics 365 customer service. Um, oh, if you want to use to, to use this, so and what I mean by that is you. This is a product that you can actually use for your own organization. So mm. Microsoft's going to use it for this kind of replacement for user voice. Okay, but you can use it uh, in your organization as a tool for internal uh, feedback and getting ideas from your your employees as well as external, getting feedback and ideas from your customers. And to do that, you need a license, at least one license for the customer service, uh, Dynamics 365 customer service, and off-the-shelf pricing, meaning uh, if you just go in there and buy it, it's $95 a month per license. Mm. So just to let, give you an idea, that, but again, we don't know all the particulars uh, because it's not even in preview yet. So we don't know exactly what you're gonna need uh, and how to best utilize it. There's an idea of this portal in um, Dynamics 365 customer that you might want to use as well, uh, but it brings in a lot of other stuff in it, with, but it requires 10 licenses. Anyway, so there's a lot of things we don't know. Mm. <laughs> this is what I'm, the point I'm trying to get across. Um, but uh, we are promised end of year preview. So Daryl, what do you think about this uh, concept of switching from a user voice, which was a third-party product that Microsoft was utilizing to bringing it kind of in-house using Microsoft technology to to allow this feedback? Well, uh, let's just also step back and look at the on-again, off-again approach to using user voice. Um, We did have it announced that Microsoft was moving away from user voice um, and I I think a lot of chatter uh, on some of these uh, frequently visited places like the Teams feedback forum was why aren't you responding to our our ideas, our requests? Is there any updates? And so we we can't comment in official capacity, but we think that 
things were dying down a bit because there was this intention to definitely move off user voice. Mm -hmm. Now we can see why. And sure, it's it's good to see that uh, Microsoft is dog fooding using their own products to to um, to try and improve them and to also you know use them for their own community running uh, purposes. Uh, I'm interested to see how it lands and even if perhaps they bring some of the initial um, suggestions that are in user voice today over into these communities so that they can continue the conversation and get people to uh, chatter about certain ideas. Yeah, and it, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this all works in using the product for internal as well. Mm. Um, to see how organizations, you know, if they'll adopt that, uh, if they'll see a need for that. I, I think it is an interesting proposition to allow your customers to give you feedback and ideas directly with all the moderation and all that that's built in, of course. But mm. anyway, so mm -hmm. that is coming at some point in the future because it's not already in here. So I can say future versus past. I don't know. That's the only <laughs> timing I got for you people. Yep. Vehicle. So, yes. So Viva, let's praise it. Let's praise it. Let's, well, okay. Let's talk about praise to begin with. Uh, so Viva praise history in uh, Microsoft Viva Insights. This is MC289968. Uh, first of all, the praise app within Microsoft Teams. It's a messaging extension. You can add it and you can give your teammates praise and it creates a nice little formatted post there to say, well done, good job on that that project, that proposal, that sale that you won, or just for being an awesome human. Um, but today, uh, it's sort of, that's it, it disappears. It's, it's in this conversation thread, and I guess the only thing that makes it bubble up is if someone replies to it. But the purpose of this um, feature is that you can go back and see in one place in Microsoft Viva Insights, the praise that's been given to you or the praise that you have given. Kind of nice. Daniel, uh, are you, uh, do you, have you used the praise messaging extension? I have indeed used it. Um, I don't use it as often as I think I should. No, Maybe you give people praise in, in different ways. I No, do, yes, but certainly do that. It's just, you know, I think, I think I need to use it more. And and because, um, you know, a lot of people say the thing about uh, you don't know what you have until you've lost it. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about losing people. But uh, pick up the phone and call people right now that you're thinking about. Uh, or if you're thinking about them, hey, they did a great job on this task or on this project or on a phone call that we just had with a customer. Whatever. Just give them some praise. Mm. It, it goes such a long way to giving, um, giving support to people, helping them know that they are part of a bigger picture and that they're making an impact. So, um, yeah, probably should use it more. Yeah. I think, it, it, yeah, even more so now, like as we're working in hybrid situations or some of us are going in and out of lockdown situations, uh, it's praise that actually helps us to find something positive in our day and uh, feel like we have some some recognition as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this you'll you'll be seeing this surface in Viva Insights, the Viva Insights app. 
uh, rolling out mid-November, complete end of November. Uh, and yeah, get praising <laughs> so that you can go back and, and also see who you gave praise to as well. Yeah. Think of it almost like a, what is it? Wouldn't it be cool if it was like the Xbox or PlayStation trophy cabinet where you mm. could go back in and see what kind of praise and... Yes, it would. That would be mm. kind of cool. Achievement a lot. Yes. Uh, moving on to... Uh, what have we got? Oh, something about term stores. Yes, this is modern site level term store, MC289683. This is rolling out early October, so now-ish through early November. Um, the site level, this is all site level term store in SharePoint Online, is getting that same modern uplift that the SharePoint tenant-wide term store has received. Uh, we'll have the same easy user interface, management, performance. Those that have used the term store in the past know there's been a major performance problem with the term store and that for the tenant wide got fixed and now we're fixing that for the site collection level. And for some of you, you may not even know there is a site collection level term store. And so it's scoped just for that site collection and you can go to uh, the site settings to access the term store for your site. And Daryl's showing that right there. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It looks almost exact. Of course, there's some differences between the tenant level and the site level, but uh, acts and, and performs the basically the same way. Uh, the, something about the message calling out that it's it's trying to make it more manageable for syntax. Um, managing those terms for syntax. Yeah, it's it's really just bringing that together because once you get um, uh, start using syntax, you're you're going to be in the term store more. I mean, mm. I think it's that product, uh, and it's been that way before, but you know, with so much more emphasis on Viva um, and then on syntax, like just all of these tools that are going to make our life better. Hopefully, that's the promise. <laughs> Um, we're going to be accessing the term store even more uh, to mm. clean up things, pre-populate things. So um, that's that's going to be awesome. All right. Okay. Quick mentions, Daniel? Yes, let's do it. And I have the first one. Okay. Uh, this one is passwordless phone sign-in with Microsoft Authenticator. Okay, that's a thing already. But the experience is changing. MC289241, this uh, just... It's a simple message here, quick. They're changing it right now. When you get that prompt, it prompts you in the app for a number. And that number is what's being displayed in where you're trying to sign in. And so you can, it gives you three options and you select one and it goes, it just mm -hmm. logs you in. Well, the explanation they're giving of why they're changing this is that it's too easy to click the wrong one. And I agree with, I agree with that. However, I think a different change would have been better. And I'll tell you about that in a second. So this is rolling out. They're going to send this to the app stores uh, and to the Google Play Store uh, early October. So now-ish to mid-October. So it, it could already be on your device. Um, and so, you know, you got the, and Daryl's showing the screenshot there for those on the video. For those on the audio, I'll just describe. It pops up on the bottom part of your app and just says here are the numbers and it's it's not very big font i mean it's it's not very small but it's not huge 
and you have to pick one and it could be kind of easy to click. Now what it's going to be is you have to enter the number. You're going to have to, you know, t uh, go mm. into the field and type the number in and hit enter. So, okay, fine, but that's just making it more difficult. I think the change I would like to see is use the full screen of your of the whatever it is, you know, your mobile app. Use the full screen with with different buttons that are heavily spaced out with the numbers rather than making me type it in. But that's the change we're going to get now and you're going to have to type in the number rather than selecting the number. So you can tell that it's uh, it, it's probably more secure because you're not ha you don't get to guess because if you do show the I like how Daryl's drawing. Uh, thank you. Uh, look, it's prototyping here. So is it full yes, screen with just prototyping. three thirds and you just choose so, yeah. one of those thirds? I get it because you actually have a, you know, 33 and a third percent chance of guessing. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you actually have this app and, um, but the p whole point is someone is logging into your account. You get this prompt on your phone. You shouldn't, you know, be guessing that number anyway. You should be saying, no, this is not me. Mm. Um, so I just feel like it could have been changed to where they're just using the full screen. All right. Next quick mention. Yep. LinkedIn. Yep. yep. LinkedIn. Um, and very quick, but I, I think a simple change too. a good change. We're making changes to LinkedIn integration with Microsoft 365 people card. That's the title. <laughs> MC289687. Uh, to, to date, if you want to have LinkedIn integration, this is when you open up a people card within your organization or um, maybe you've received an email from an external contact and you want to go into their people card and you, can, you want to see maybe LinkedIn information without actually visiting LinkedIn. And so... That requires you to bind your LinkedIn account to your Microsoft 365 account. Or let's say you're at work, you're LinkedIn, you're giving permission for M365 to use your LinkedIn account just to get publicly accessible information. Um, but today, uh, or what they're, what they'll be changing to is the publicly accessible information is going to be there anyway, regardless of whether you um, have that your account bound to M365. If you do go that additional step and bind your account to M365, then you'll start to see not so public uh, accessible information. Um, so things that your contact may have chosen to make available to connections. Uh, so that that's going to be good. It means that publicly you can just have a quick look and say huh all right i'll click through and i'll go see their full public profile and for connections you're going to see a few other things there so that's um good uh to see that change one other thing if you are an organization that has turned this integration off then that will still be respected if you don't want linkedin information coming through on people cards and outlook desktop outlook mobile or soon teams uh, then you can turn that off. Otherwise, uh, at least the public in publicly accessible information will be there. Uh, and that is occurring early November um, and concluding early December for standard release tenants. Let's um, move straight into callback. our callback. New this SharePoint is, Hub to and, and we 
I mean, this is not very far either because we covered this as part of our show 211. Mm -hmm. So just, what, three weeks ago we covered this. New SharePoint hub-to-hub associations, MC285601. This is where we can take a hub and join another hub. Okay, we haven't been able to do that before. It always was a site to a hub and that was it. This helps for search and uh, surfacing information. So we're just gonna quickly show what it looks like, what you're gonna experience in setting a hub. So right now we're showing on the screen, it is a hub site. And uh, if I go to the settings gear and go to hub site settings, then of course it's the normal hub site settings, but you'll also notice there is a uh, parent hub association there um, showing on the screen, okay? And uh, it is grayed out. I can't make this change at all. I can't select it. And that's because, as we talked about this in the previous show, you have to make this change in the SharePoint admin. So I'm gonna go over to SharePoint admin. And this same site is this global, uh, I think it was global sales, actually. Global sales, you go to hub and change hub association. And then when you go to that, Oh my goodness, it has reverted. That's amazing. I love this. So it was different when we when we were here. Oh, here we go. Today, no, right? Here it is. No, because oh. that's not a hub. Oh, um, okay. So let me go to this hub site. It's Contoso HR. Sorry. I had selected. See, <laughs> I need to pay attention. That was not the global sales uh, hub. There it is right there. So if I go to this and let me zoom here. If I go and I select the actual hub, not just a regular site, a hub, and I go to hub and say edit hub site settings, mm -hmm. that brings up the settings, you know, what are you going to name it, who can associate, but then it has parent hub association, okay? And this is where you can select the parent hub you want to associate it with and uh, create that hub to hub. Now it is saying, just like we talked about in the show, it is saying that you shouldn't do this for more than three levels. Uh, mm -hmm. So so that, you know, it search for content will um, work well. Uh, also, if you click on learn more, you get a wonderful error page. So if you want a nice robot error, error 404 page, then make sure you go there and click that link. But you want to learn more, right? You do. Oh, definitely. It's just you're going to have to do a search on docs.microsoft because this link doesn't work right now. I will do you think the information's out there at the moment or that they just haven't published it yet? Um, I will say I was not able to find exactly what I think this is pointing to, but that right. doesn't mean uh, it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Hey, one trick that I've used in that, in that regard is um, it, particularly in, in Chrome is site colon the site name docs.microsoft.com right. and then looking for the search terms. That's actually been quite a useful tip for finding um, support articles for things that haven't quite yet gone live yet and you want to just sort of just reach out and find any kind of change information. So yeah, Daniel's got it on the screen. This is what Daryl means. You can do site colon the URL. So that's the site and then space and then put your search yeah. term. Yep. And it does a search on whatever your default search engine is, and uh, we'll give you all the results from that site. Good tip, Daryl. An extra tip oh. for our listeners. Wow. All right. Love it. 
Yep. Well, good to see that Hub to Hub association mm-hmm. come in. That's the show, right, Daniel? Indeed it is. Yeah, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us and those who are listening and watching later on. Uh, catch us live or later, as we say now. Um, but that was, uh, what was it? Today it is the 11th or October 11th in the U.S. And episode 214. Um, join us next time when we hear Dr. Daniel say. No. <laughs> I, I passed that to you and you had nothing prepared. I let's just not. let's just roll the uh, the intro outro. Catch you again. <laughs>